and welcome back to the FAAA podcast brought to you live from Congress. And I've got David Sharp with me. G'day. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's day three and it's uh, been a fairly hectic schedule, I would imagine, so far, but it's been pretty good. It has been. It's been actually been spectacular. And the vibe even still, where we are morning three, after, let's call it the night that was before the celebration, it's still going strong. Yep. And we had uh, we had the minister in this morning. We did. We did. He was very candid with his time. He's been very generous, actually, with the FAAA and our membership. Um, this is now his eighth event that he's spoken to, and he's been right around the country, you know, regional areas, um, metro. I even got him to Perth, so I was very happy with that. Very happy. Now, uh, let's go back through uh, some of your time here over the last couple of days. What, what's your highlights? Can, honestly, and I, I said this actually in the lead-up to, to con- Congress, the thing that I love most, I mean, we get lots of great technical sessions and plenary, but it's actually the sharing you have with your, your peers and your colleagues. Um, I've had, I've had the, the fortune of, of opening a number of some of the pre-Congress events and stuff. And the downside for doing that is you're actually interrupting the vibe and you go to walk into a room and you can hear the noise and the energy emanating out. You know, we had a, obviously a few years where we couldn't catch up and it's like it's back with a vengeance. And that's, that's what I'm loving, you know, this coming together of the one profession, the sharing, the noise, the energy. I've loved that. Yeah, more than anything. I know that's probably, you know, I probably should be talking about something technical or whatever, but that's what I've loved. Yeah, it's been, it has been incredible. And the, the merging of the two heritage associations together. That, that's been outstanding. I mean, from a, from a management point of view, speak to the management team, that they feel like they've always been together. From a board perspective, um, that's just come together and we are so unified in what we want. And Congress was a really good opportunity to say, well, what's the membership like? And the feedback's been great. We've just, we're just one, right? And so from now, we're one. We're not, and I know, you know, we'll often talk about the heritage organizations, but we are one organization. And what the members have asked for us is to look forward, drive forward, and drive for the collective membership. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been, and the buzz, as you, as you have said, has been in the air. Uh, there, had, there was an AGM, I guess, the first one. First AGM. Uh, I mean, it did, that was probably up until June 30. So technically, that was sort of more the FPA's one. Yep. Uh, from that. But we got to talk about some of the highlights, not the least of which was that merger. Uh, you know, I spoke about the opening plenary um, that we sensed this time last year, real enthusiasm from the collective memberships. And then to get that vote of north of 96%, um, that was no doubt the highlight. But then we wanted to take people through, okay, what are we delivering on? You know, delivering around the advocacy piece, and that's undoubtedly what our members want from us. But other services, education, events, and the like, and just being able to share some of those highlights. Like we had north of 6,000 people across our events, and many of those are real grassroots events. You know, our local communities and chapters putting those events on, and uh, they're the real heroes of our association. We're a a member-based association, and and it's our volunteers and our members we're really driving that grassroots engagement. Yeah, absolutely. And the events have been very strong. And, and to be fair, that's what a lot of it's about too. The, the, you know, apart from the, obviously all the work that goes on behind the scenes, what, what most members see um, from a ground level is, is those get-togethers and those events, and especially like this one. How many people did we get along to this? I con- did see a number of 1270. Yeah. So don't hold me to that. Uh, yeah. But it's definitely, it was definitely north of 1200. But, uh, we had people turning up you know, the morning of. Uh, for Congress. We had people trying to get in late to um, the gala last night. We had the CFP Connect event where we had another 40% on top of those who registered turn up. And so it's great. I mean, it's huge. It's, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. There's been some workshops on the first day uh, before the yep. the official opening. We've um, we've had five streams running throughout this time and, and five full streams. It's, it's been a lot of content. Yeah, well, look, I said, I said this at the opening plenary, it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek. I've got a very fussy 13-year-old when it comes to his dinner time, but if there wasn't something here for you, you're pretty fussy because 
you know, whether it be your own personal development, whether it be practice development, whether it be technical skills, whether it be sort of advocacy, it's a, it's a really, really broad. And then the team have done such a spectacular job. Um, and I, I don't like calling out individuals, but Michelle Tate Lovery, who, former director actually, um, has been so involved and engaging the major events community to think, well, where can we deliver? For our members, because that that that's just our focus. Absolutely, and she's left no stone unturned yeah. when it's when it's come to creating the content for this uh, this congress. Uh, we can't really talk about this uh, too loudly, but are we able to get a sneak peek of what's happening next year? Right. Well, I'll, we'll I'm under pain of death, and but we are a couple of hours before it's officially going to be noticed. But we are going to be in Brisbane next year, um, and it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be hopefully bigger and better again. It's going to take a lot to top this, and so the uh, we're going to have to go all out. But yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone in sunny Queensland. So there you go. Get your uh, get your board shorts out. Get your uh, sunscreen on and head to. Uh, do you know what time of the year it's? Going yeah, to be? yeah. It's actually going to be a little bit later than we probably would have liked. So it's going to be the last week of of November. So it's absolutely going to be board short weather. Here's me hoping that maybe there's an early uh, cricket test as well that we can just dovetail into the end. But that's I can promise you, folks, that's not why we're, we're doing it. I, I can tell you now. Actually, after um, the pandemic, everyone was back to events, and so. We're actually already looking at where do we book for 2020, what was it next year for? So 2025 and 2026, because the booking of space is really, really imperative. So when we actually went to book for 2024 a little, uh, quite a while back, there's no space, right? Because, you know, every single profession industry was booking. And so it was either, you know, take what you can get. But, um, you know, I think in an ideal world, it would be earlier. So people can sort of get back to their offices, implement those changes. But even still, it's going to be warm. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing, and and the size of the the congress and how it's been growing and growing, and obviously you know next year we're it's very difficult to get into hotels to to run these spaces now. So we're talking about big convention centres. Yeah, we'll we will be there. I mean, you've, we're in the expo hall now, and it's it's massive, and um, you know the, the delegate numbers. You know, I'm hoping we we go we go bigger than twelve seventy next year, and so we do need somewhere where sufficient scale to to host us all because we're big. And uh, we're bold, and we're you know the energy. Yeah, fantastic. Now, talk to me a bit. Talk to me about uh, we're sort of coming towards the end of this year. Twenty twenty four is about almost upon us. What's the uh, what's the focus for next year? Look, the, the three the three clear focuses uh, that we have. First one is, and this is what our members tell us, and we, we hear overwhelmingly. We've got to make it easier for financial advisors to do what they do best. And you know, I, I said on the open plenary, you know, we want to be seen as a trust profession, and we're trust professionals providing great advice. And there's so many impediments to get in the way of that. And the minister touched on it this morning of some, some things that need to happen as well. But that, that's our overwhelming. We've got to allow advisors just to get on with the job of, of looking after their clients. The second one is this, and it's, it's going to be more long-term than short-term, unfortunately, but it, we have to start now is, is rebuilding this profession. It's a, a profession that's falling by, what, 45% in the last handful of years. It's not sustainable. So we've got to turn that around. And it's going to be multifaceted. So we know a lot of people are sort of career changes. So we're going to make sure that that is flexible enough to enter. Over the long term, we've got to make it that when people are coming through year 10, 11, 12, they go, what do you want to do? And rather than going, oh, finance, uh, accountant, we need to make sure that financial planning is in that conversation. And, and Sarah touched on in the opening plenary around, you know, it's now recognized in the occupation list. Maybe we can get it on the skilled migration list. So there's a whole range of things that we can do. And, and as a board, we're, you know, we're really, really focused and then um, as a board, I mentioned the Open Plenary, we're reviewing our policy platform, our strategic vision, and as a membership, we are a member-based organisation. We are constantly seeking fact, feedback from our members. So if you haven't, I know many have, many hundred have, but if you haven't, 
now's your time to get in because it's your voice we want to hear. Yeah, fantastic. Now, I wanted to just touch on that that part about growing the profession with, with new entrants. Uh, and I think that a lot of the time we're expecting the students to make the decisions about what they want to do, but quite often the parents of those students will, will determine and, and, and when they're coming through that professional uh, university um, space, often it's accounting or financial advice. And so the, the parents say, well, let's go with accounting because they're going to get a job and, and, and maybe we should be, as the whole of the membership should be working on on those parents to say, hey, when your kids go to uni, this is a great career. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, two, there's two points, right? So I've got a, a son in year 10 at the moment. So with the whole career choosing thing, I'm going through that experience right now. Um, and when I was going through it, it's bloody difficult because often I've got a 15-year-old child. It's like, what do you want to do? He's like, no idea, right? What don't you want to do? No idea. Anyway, so we're going through that and then there's lots of different tools and, and that they can go through to see different careers. I'll admit, I haven't seen financial planning in there and that was like a rule. So there's that point when you're choosing your subjects and the like. The other point actually is in the first year of university. So a lot for a lot of degrees, the common call that you do in the first 12 months for a business or a commerce degree is the same regardless of what your eventual major will be. And for a lot of them, there's an elective for a personal finance unit. And that becomes a really carrot. Oh my God, how good is this? And then they sort of, then they might switch their degree. So they're not actually having to sort of retrain. They're sort of, they're halfway through. An awesome outcome would be to actually have that as a common core unit. So you're actually sort of required to do it. A bit like, you know, you do your accounting. I'm going back to those. I'm going back to my days of doing it. Yeah, you do accounting on 100 and legal 100. What about a personal finance unit? Or getting that through the, the high school curriculum as well. So you get more and more awareness of actually what it is financial planners do. You know, this, this idea that, um, oh, you just choose investments. No, no, we, there's some that do that, but it's a lot bigger than that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I think uh, the students I've spoken to, uh, when you ask them in that moment, when did they decide, often it's because somebody's come in mm. and, and they saw the passion, they saw that person light up, they worked out, oh, that's really what they do. Yeah. Oh, that's actually, a, a, it's, a, it's a moment where you get to see the transformation of another human, a client that's coming in, going from wherever they are to uh, you know a much more comfortable and, and, and secure position. Those were the moments that for those students that came through with it, why they decided to choose. And I think um, I think that, uh, you know, my call out there is to everybody that's listening is to you know, try and get to universities and, and, and be that person that helps. I couldn't agree more. And I'm going to give a bit of a shout out to WA here. I'm a, I'm a very proud Perth boy. Yes, I can, the, I can uh, see your, uh, your, your socks. <laughs> my, that got, my West Coast yeah, Eagle socks yeah. that I'm wearing proudly, yeah. despite the fact that we won the wooden spoon, is that the WA community and the WA committee have been really proactive with the high school space and the uni space of actually getting out there. Um, they do guest lectures at the, the Curtin University. They go out and visit schools. Um, and so that awareness is very grassroots driven. And so if you are listening, you know, get involved with your committee, your local community or chapter, and get out and do that grassroots work because it is going to be all shoulders to the wheel. Like this is not something where we go, okay, well, we've got two university liaison officers. And we do. We have two full-time staff at the FAAA just working on, on students to, to regrow because you know, as a business owner, I need I'm going to need future advisors and staff uh, coming through as well. So there is that you know that self interest, but we're going to need the entire profession to help drive this and, and that awareness. Yeah, fantastic, David. Thank you so much for stopping by the podcast, Dan. We look really forward to uh, well, the road shows will be coming up uh, first before the next year's Congress, but uh, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. Again, we'll get uh, right around the country, a number of regional areas as well. Um, and so, yeah, you will hear from your FAAA and also your communities, your local chapters and uh, committees will be putting on events in your area as well. You know, this for some people, particularly with sole practice, it can be a little bit isolating. 
time to engage with your profession. I have to say I've been involved in a lot of uh, local events um, and both in my in my state in Queensland and in the Gold Coast and Brisbane and I have to say these events are generally run by your peers. Absolutely. And and they put them on and they're very, very – they're great social events. They're great learning events. They're great, uh, you know, networking events. They're great for picking up – you know, we all pick up those little tips one-on-one with conversations uh, over a coffee or over, over a drink at the bar. But I think, um, you know, get along to those events and support them and, and just turn up and, you know, be a part of it. And also, my, uh, same, same call out, if you really like what, those events and you want to get involved, get involved in the local committees. You, you get, you actually get, man, I, I was involved with the, with the Perth chapter or the WA chapter, uh, when did I finish? 2016, so for four or five years before that. I can honestly tell you, you get just as much out. You know, you build such great connections. And then, you know, we're, we're a profession that shares so well. You know, we're not really, because there's so much demand, you're not really competing. I mean, I had someone in my office, I spent an hour showing them everything that we do. And I said, just take what you like and what you don't like, just ignore. And I've had that as well. I've gone to other businesses and they've just been completely open and sharing what they do great, lessons they've learned, like don't do that, that's a disaster. And you, and you get so much and, and being involved in the, in the communities and the committees get that sharing just amplified so yeah, yeah I would strongly encourage anyone yeah. listening now go, go along to give not to, to take and you'll yeah. end up getting more, more yeah. than you bargained for absolutely uh, thank you so much for coming by the podcast and we look forward to uh, meeting you at all the other events as you get around the country in 2024 thanks Fraser